live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Studios in Boston, Massachusetts. Welcome to the Smokin' Tobacco Show with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and Smokin' Nicole. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Smokin' Tobacco Show. My name is Matt Tobacco from SmokinTobacco.com, and as always, I'm joined by my beautiful fiance, Smokin' Nicole, and tonight we want to welcome on our very special guest, Mr. Travis Lord of Lord Knows Marketing. Travis, welcome to the show. Thanks, Matt. Um, we're really excited to have you because we're going to do something a little bit different and you're a very different guest than we normally have on the show. Um, your primary business, um, within the industry is that of cigar marketing, um, for retailers, manufacturers, you know, web design, web traffic, social media, um, marketing, all that kind of fun stuff that happens online to help the promotion of the cigar business, um, which, you know, we haven't really talked about it, it's stuff that comes up little pieces of it here and there but really a full-on episode of you know really what goes into um you know that online marketplace really uh for cigars and uh we'll even get into some of the challenges of online cigar marketing because as we know there's always um there's always things that you know pertain to tobacco that can limit uh, the promotion of cigars and tobacco products so you know, Travis can get into to all of that and tell us even, you know, kind of his, his strategies around that. Um, but, yeah, first off, let's talk about uh, really uh, props to you creating a, a company name that's catchy <laughs> with your last name. It's uh, it's not, it's something very catchy. I, I, I got to say, I, I think I know a little thing about that. You know, it's uh, it's clever. I like that. So it's, it's always fun when that works out. <laughs> yeah, I, I did hurt, kind of hurt my shoulder patting myself on the back when I came up for it. <laughs> I know, right? I know the feeling. Uh, and, I, and you know, and to this day, I still get. Um, and here we go. This this is a shout out to Class Kellner um, because he, uh, we we talked about this, and I don't really talk about my whole last name situation on the show a lot. But here we are for the second week in a row talking about it. Um, yeah, and it's funny, I still get people who are like, oh, you know, you spelled tobacco wrong, by the way. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> no, I didn't. That's my last name. And they're like, oh, I don't know, but like tobacco. And I'm like, and I have to tell them like, no, come really. And then everyone's always like, wait, seriously? Like, that's not like a, like a, like a cigar name. I go, no, that's my name. That's how it's spelled. Uh, and then it's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I guess it is right. Um, but anyway, enough about that. Um, guys, thanks for watching. Thank you for listening. Uh, thanks for being here with us tonight. Uh, we'll start off with what we're smoking. Now, no, Travis, I know you're not smoking with us tonight. Um, yes, unfortunately. And uh, it's, it's, always, it's always troubling to see a fellow uh, brother of the leaf uh, not smoking a cigar. <laughs> the struggle was tough. Um, but uh, Nicole and I are both smoking the American from J.C. Newman. This was a, uh, it's a fantastic cigar. Our very good friend, William Cooper of CigarCoop.com, gave this his 2020 Cigar of the Year. Um, Nicole is smoking the Churchill, which had twoguyscigars.com. You can find for $17.99 per cigar or $323.99 for the box. Well I, worth it. Oh, very well <laughs> worth it. Just going to say that. If you can well find it, it can be a little, it can be a little <laughs> trivia to get a hold of. It. It's um, definitely a smaller production cigar, but it's, it's, it's well worth it if you can find one. Grab the box and if you can. handmade here in the USA. That's right. At the El Relo Cigar Factory in beautiful Tampa, Florida, home of the J.C. Newman Cigar Factory. Um, the American uh, Double Robusto is what I am smoking. This is the newest size, which can be found for seventeen sixty nine or a box will set you three fourteen ninety nine. Uh, and again, that's at the number two guyscigars.com. Um, Travis, what would you be smoking if you could right now? Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> so many different things. <laughs> yeah, what do you like to smoke, Travis? Yeah. Let's, 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 let's have just... a little small icebreaker for the show. What, let's talk about what you like to smoke. I mean, my, my all-time favorite cigar is the uh, Padron 1964 Anniversary Series. I slightly prefer the Maduro wrapper. But the natural version might be my second favorite. Okay, that's a great choice. The Maduro is my favorite as well. I feel like most people, like, that's a great choice. I'm a Padron fan myself. Yep. Yeah, it's classic. I don't smoke as many as I'd like to um, just because I always I always get wrapped up in, in so many cigars. And then when I, I finally find a Padron, I'm like, oh, yeah, i got to have this. Um, 
And I would say most people, when they smoke Padron, it's funny. You ask this question, natural Maduro. And they, and I, almost everyone's like, a Maduro. I feel like Padron is more known for the Maduro. Sure. Um, not that their naturals aren't good, but their Maduros right. are just like, they're on point. They're just so good. I know, if you have to choose, gun to your head. Ah, uh, I got to go with the Maduro. <laughs> Uh, I'm all, uh, the 64 is a good one. I'm also a fan of the 26. Uh, the 1926 sure, yes, Maduro in the uh, in the 48 size is my favorite. That real beefy, kind of double robusto size ish. Um, great cigar. Love that size. Um, so, you know, Travis, there's uh, there's there's a lot of angles that we could really hit with you here in terms of in starting this and getting into it. Uh, why don't we start with kind of how this all began, you know, at what point did you, uh, you know, I assume were you in any kind of marketing and, and, and web design and all that beforehand, or did you kind of get yes. into that? So, okay. So you got, you were already in that front and then, well, well, really I started, it started with cigars, right? Uh, yeah. I was in, I was in college and I answered a pretty vague ad in the paper for a telemarketing position, which I had done a little bit of, uh, and uh, tur- turned out it was actually answering the phones and customer service for a company called bestcigarprices.com. And so I started out answering phones and stuff in boxes. And shortly after that, started running the customer service department. And then I founded the marketing department. And that's when I started studying marketing and getting into the email, SEO, a uh, little bit of web development, although that came later. So I went from uh, bestcigarprices.com. I also worked at pipesandcigars.com leading up to the sale to Cigars International. We'll touch more on that story later when we talk about Scotty. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, I I worked last at Famous Smoke Shop. Uh, Very large, uh, incredible operation. Wonderful people. um, Awesome experience to work there. But ultimately, uh, I I really liked, I I loved working for Scotty uh, at, at the shop in Albany. And I, I love that smaller side of the industry. I like the I like the personal touch. So I, I really uh, I started Lord Knows Marketing with the goal of bringing the tactics I used at Famous to the the little guys, mm-hmm. you know. And since they uh, individually could, couldn't afford to pay me, you know, figured if I got a few of them together, divvied up my time a little bit, uh, I, I could I could make my same salary and and work in the um, you know, in the, for the shops and with the people that I really like working with. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say you've, you've done pretty well for yourself so far. Um, and you mentioned some, some big names that, that you've, you've worked with and had the, ex- the, the experience with and the pleasure, um, of having a, a professional relationship with. Sure. Um, so tell us a little bit more. So I know you do a lot of web design, web development, SEO, and SEO is a big one. And that's, I feel like yeah. that's one thing that, a lot of people don't really know a lot about or they don't realize is really important. But would you say SEO would be probably the most important thing in any kind of online business? Because that's really what drives the traffic to to your website. It really gets people there before they can even do anything with you. Yep. I would say it's the most important thing for any e-commerce business and it's magnified uh, for the cigar business. Now, I know we touched on this very lightly in the beginning, and I think we can kind of segue into it here. You know, anyone who knows a little bit about cigars and being online, um, any kind of promotion of tobacco products online is pretty much prohibited almost everywhere. I mean, especially when it comes to social media, you know, Facebook, Instagram, and and all those social media avenues, there's, you know, there's ways for paid promotion, right? And there's a lot of companies you see the ads or you see these posts that are, you know, oh, this is a paid promotion. It pops up in your feed and, oh, you know, you know, John's Soap Company is, you know, here, blah, blah, blah. Click on it and go to our profile and it shows up. We can't do that in the cigar industry. You know, tobacco products, you know, they don't allow us to. Uh, That can create a challenge for a lot of people, especially smaller people or up and coming or they're really trying to get their name out there for the first time. Um, (coughs) Excuse me. What would you say has been your biggest strategy around stuff like that where you're seeing you know, these, these roadblocks for tobacco promotion. Right. Well, you know, the answer is organic search. It's it's the way around all of them. (laughs) You know, if you can't buy the Google AdWords, rank better. So tell us a little bit more about Google, because I know that you talked about this a little um, briefly in the green room, uh, just about, you know, Google searching and how powerful 
Google searching can be. Um, and how do you get on Google search? You know, a lot of people say, you know, like, oh, like to, to you search something on Google and to see your name come up. You know, how do you, how do you get that there? Yeah. Uh, there's, there, uh, there's like a hundred and something different, uh, indicators that Google is looking for. And they they, they live both in internally on your website as well as externally all over the internet. Um, a lot of people know the number one, uh, factor that Google looks for is the quantity and quality of links pointing to your site. So you want to have a lot of different websites linking to you, and then Google is going to decide that some are better than others. So if you get a link from CNN, you're doing really good. You know, a link from, uh, you know, Billy Joe's blog is not going to be as powerful for your Google rankings. Right. So even having other, other websites with maybe a high traffic volume, you know, they, they, they're, you're in there somewhere, they get, they get your link post or whatever, and you pop up within their directory. They're going to go, Oh, you're over. No. Here. The, the fact that their website links to you, ah, okay. Google is when, when somebody types buy cigars online into Google, Google searches for all the sites that have these relevant keywords. And then they say, okay, we're going to serve this one up first because it has great links from, you know, all, all these really high profile, prestigious, high quality websites. Mm, I see. I see. So it's almost like your association too. It's like, you gotta, you gotta, yes. you know, you're in the cool guys club, you know, people know who <laughs> you are. Um, no, I mean, it, I would say, you know, even for us, you know, in terms of media, you know, having a media website, obviously, you know, growing, you know, smokeytobacco.com is, is something that's going on every day. And this is stuff that we also look at too. Um, while we don't retail, uh, it's still tobacco related, still cigar related. So we're kind of in the same realm as the retailers and the manufacturers. Um, and, you know, the biggest thing would be, you know, same for us is it's that traffic to the website. It's the, it's the clicks, it's the visits, it's, you know, how, how long do they spend on the website? What other pages did they visit? Um, and I think that's really where it gets kind of technical. Um, but, you know, in terms of retailers and online web stores, you know, I walk us through a little bit into kind of how that gets put together. I mean, you visit some of these cigar websites. I mean, they're massive. You know, they got a page for every cigar, um, yep. you know, all the brands, the, you know, er everything, you know, especially an, a commerce store because there's, there's so many links within the main domain. I would yep. say is, is fair to say it that way um, that go to all like the sub pages where all the products on there and um, you know talk to us a little bit about how that all gets developed you know is it as is it easy as it looks or is it more complicated um, and just kind of what's the the background on on building a site like that well you know you can go a lot of different ways uh, you know some some of these platforms like say Shopify, uh, WooCommerce, which is what I use with Scotty Cigars, or even uh, NitroCell like two guys uses, uh, they can display all the products relatively easily. However, when, if you want that real high quality page structure, it makes it easier for people to shop. It's, uh, it tells Google where to, where to look. It has more relevant content to serve for example, if somebody Google searches for uh, an obscure cigar brand name, your individual page is going to come up. Whereas if you carry that cigar, but you just have it as part of the large uh, group of cigars that's being filtered, you're not going to rank for it. So the, so the page structure is designed to A, make it easier for people to shop, but it's also designed to help Google find all of those pages and serve them up when people are looking. So, so building out that whole hierarchy, you know, that it, it takes some elbow grease. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, there's been a lot of different cigar websites and I won't really name anybody in particular, but you know, there's, there's some websites I go to and sometimes it just feels like th there should be a certain flow. There's some, there's some companies I go to where it's easy. You know, you, you go in there, you, you can search by brand and you start there. Then you go to all like the sublines that they have within that brand. Some people have it like all kind of listed as um, all one big list where it's like, you know, it's in alphabetical order or it's in order of brand. But then it's also like it's brand, but it's lines. So you open this list and there's like 500 yeah. links on there and you're like, it, it, it looks a little too jumbled. 
um, you know, what 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 is your like preferred method of, of a style? Obviously, whoever owns the website has a lot of input into the design and the layout. But um, you know, what would be your ideal you know kind of layout with that too? Yeah, if if you look at scottycigars.com, it's pretty much my ideal layout. Uh, I got a lot of control there, and I feel that it's the most intuitive. It, it, it presents you with the top-level brands, basically in alphabetical order. So it presents you with, say, um, Aganorsa Leaf. And so then you click on that big Aganorsa button. It doesn't clutter you down with each one of their individual lines. Then once you click on the big Aganorsa button, then you find the sub-Aganorsa lines. And I think it's cleaner to begin with, and it really, especially for people who know what they're looking for, it's, it's I think, the most effective. Yeah. You try to have, you know, everybody shops in a different way, so I try to have a lot of different search capabilities, filtering, so people can look for characteristics instead of brands. Um, and then, uh, you know, highlight all the other non-branded stuff in ways that are intuitive and easy. Right, yeah. There's um I, I'm on the Scotty's website right now too, looking at that. Yeah, it's a really nice clean, it's a real easy to navigate website, real flowy. Um a lot of visuals too. I feel like that helps people. You have especially newer cigar smokers, they maybe not necessarily know like what certain things are, or maybe they just don't remember off the top of their head. But you you go on a website and you see the, the icons and the buttons and you're like, Oh yeah, that's the brand that I liked and it it's and sometimes you know, like there's some websites, it's just kind of like it's the list, and you're like, oh, Agonis, the Leaf, I think that's it. Or was it, you know, was it Asylum Cigar? It was something with an A. I don't know, but they're both here. Um, so, I would, you know, it, it's it's definitely, and, and not even just for cigars. I mean, any kind of online, you know, business that you have, you know, whatever kind of product you're selling, the easier it is to get the customer to identify and connect with a product and make sure they find what they're looking for, I would say is the best strategy overall. Um, now, aside from the websites, you know, you talk, um, you've talked a little bit about, you know, digital strategy um, and other tactics that you use, you know, outside of SEO, what kind of, what kind of other strategies do you, do you have uh, with online promotion outside of SEO? Sure. Uh, you know, um, I, I think more and more it's breaking out. You know, it used to be run the Facebook page, post, post. You know, the right ratio of funny content versus selling content, and you know, uh, email marketing has always been heavy and still remains heavy. Um, but there's more stuff like this. Uh, you know, get, getting on with you, I think is is great promotion. Uh, this is pe people love to listen. People want stuff that's entertaining uh, absolutely that helps them learn about buying instead of just having a sale shoved down their throat yeah absolutely um i, I used to love doing catalogs it was one of my very favorite things to do uh, oh, so, they, so, so working with so all right so working with catalogs that's an interesting take um tell me a little bit about that uh, it, it really um it was uh when I founded the best cigar prices marketing department, it was to take, take the catalog production in house. We were spending hundreds of thousands of dollars a year on, on an outside design firm. And they would take, they would ruin thousands of dollars worth of cigars, taking pictures of them. It was t terrible. It was such a waste. <laughs> and, and, and then they were charging an arm and a leg to do basically some, you know, good Photoshop work. <laughs> right. So, uh, so I bought some cameras, uh, hire a photographer, hire a real Photoshop expert. And, uh, you know, I did all the product layout and merchandising myself. And we, we brought the thing in house for a fraction of the cost and way better quality. Yeah, you need, I feel like, um, the, the information coming from someone who's a cigar smoker. <laughs> For sure. Yes. Um, one of my favorite catalogs is Corona, actually. And when I was a newer cigar smoker, it's because they had the notes. You know, they, they wrote information about, about the lime um, or about each cigar. And at the bottom, it would say maple, nutty, and it would give three notes. And so I'd be like, oh, that sounds good. You know, it just kind of, yeah. you know, you can't touch, smell, whatever from a catalog. So I kind of went off that. Um, in the I beginning like and it worked well so and it was nice i don't see that in a lot of catalogs i would say out of all i mean catalogs are i don't want to say non-existent anymore because there's obviously the still corona still sends one out but 
there are, I think Famous is still doing one. Yeah, but they're more of a thing of the past at this point. You know, is this yes. you know, we're the modern digital yeah. age. Um, you know, and there was a time when, you know, before online, you know, it was catalog. Catalogs were, you know, the website the of, you know, yeah. previously. So at one time that was the big thing. Um however, there are still all out there. <clears throat> I'm sure there's a lot of people who still, you know, will use them who who do get the ones that are available. I believe Thompson has one. Um yeah. And yeah, I think they do. I think they do. Uh, and Corona obviously has one. I think, I think, I think Mardo Cigar has one they put out every once in a while. I don't think it's every month. Um, but there two guys puts one out rarely, but yeah, <laughs> some, sometimes he does have one. I, I we, there was one recently that that came that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, that I would say the biggest thing was you know, the 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 job that Jeff Corona has done with the, putting the notes in the catalog, I thought that was brilliant because it's not something again like Nicole said that I've seen in a lot of other catalogs, um, and I think she's right. She hit the nail on the head with having someone who knows a little bit about cigars being involved in the marketing and the um, you know the web design and all that stuff that goes into that. It makes it a lot easier. You know the product you're already working with. It's not that it has to be that way, but I would say that when you know the product you're working with, it, it you, you can do a much better job with it versus being a general, you know, web designer or whatever it is you're doing, and you're just hired to do a job, and and that gets done every day. And people do a great job, and and things get done. But I feel like, you know, you having an advantage by being a cigar smoker and being able to work closely in this industry. Uh, and that's yeah. a good that's a good skill to have, especially you know with the current state of the cigar industry and and the kind of where it is. Um, Absolutely. Now we've talked a little bit about retailers and how you've done work for retailers. Now on a manufacturer level, uh, assuming that maybe it's a manufacturer that it doesn't really do you know sales in the direct to consumer. The, um, for example, like a Perdomo, who's more of a you know a a, a a manufacturer who you can only get it through a, through a retail. They don't do direct to consumer. Yeah. Um, what kind of work would you do for a manufacturer? Well, you know, uh, for starters, obviously, even a company that's not selling direct, they need a web presence to, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, give people a place to go, learn about the brand. Uh, so, you know, obviously, I would start by building a really nice one of those for somebody. But then I, I've had I've had plans in the past. Uh, I've never been able to sell anybody on this. <laughs> but uh I, I have always wanted to build a retail or e-commerce porter portal for uh, for the manufacturers. So, for example, Perdomo, you know, instead of somebody uh, calling up their rep and you know reading off the list of sheet, uh, you know, from a sheet, checking off the numbers, you know, it's an online order sheet. You have to have a password to get in. The rep gives you your password. Maybe it's even associated with the rep, so they can still get their commissions. And then. You know, when the when the retailer needs to reorder, they log into the portal, they see everything. Maybe it's even got real time inventory, and they can put in any other special stuff they want. Could even advertise deals, um, all that kind of thing. Nice easy order sheet, quick online order, send it over to the vendor, and and you're buying. Take credit card online if you want, or not. Send it, you know, COD or terms like usual. Right. I've always thought that would be very cool. I feel like that's the next step for a, a lot of people. I mean, if, right. if they're large enough, right? Some of the big guys yeah. have these. Already. Yeah. So, Travis, let me ask you a question that um, it kind of gets into the, uh, I would say, I don't know if it's controversial, but it's definitely a topic that's come up in the last few years. Um, there's been this, there's been talk and there's been the threat of online cigar sales being, you know, outlawed and, and going away, um, you know. Obviously, that would impact you significantly. Yes. Um, I worry about it all the time. By having said that, you know, playing the hypothetical game, you know, how would you be able to pivot your business? Um, have you know that day comes? Sure. Uh, you know, I, I've thought about this a lot. <laughs> it's definitely and, a scary thought. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So you know, uh, for starters, I, I go to sleep at night by realizing that you know technology is not going backwards mm -hmm. people are not uh running away from the internet in flux e-commerce is not losing market share to brick and mortar business overall you know forget cigars uh so 
with all of those trends moving forward, it's hard for me to imagine, you know, uh, the government just saying you can't sell cigars on the internet at all anymore, period. Maybe some more restrictions, maybe some more stuff with age verification, taxes, sales tax, excise tax, all of those things I'm sure are up for negotiation. An Absolutely. outright ban, I, I hope, would not be on the table. If it does happen, uh, you know, there's there's a few things I would do. Uh, you know, in, informational websites, it would become even more valuable for you know, shops to have, have their own good web presence. Maybe I couldn't do it with, with only a small number of large clients, but I could make it up by doing smaller web builds for a lot of people. Right. Uh, and, and maybe get in, maybe into more of the manufacturers, uh, and, and do stuff like building those online portals. Um, you know, cause that's not e-commerce that would never be outlawed and doing informational sites. Um, those are that's sort of where i think about <laughs> i think also the way around it would be um i know for example two guys they were kind of doing like phone orders and whatnot so you could still build a portal where it's like reserve online buy in store <laughs> i feel like right. that would be the way around it that's true and yeah. Still... yeah you know people could do in, in, in store pickups yeah in store pickups pick so. it you know it, it'll it probably would depend somewhat on what the exact rules were yeah yeah, and again, that all t- always ties into uh, the the same topic of conversation that every cigar podcast, every cigar show, uh, <laughs> is always talking about. At some point, even if it's only for three seconds on every episode, the one of the many facets of the continuing fight of the government versus the cigar industry, uh, especially the FDA, um, yep. who really just has no business being involved in cigars anyway. Um, Why do they have anything to do with cigars? <laughs> <laughs> they they really should just not even be involved at this point. Um, back leaf goes from the ground. <laughs> 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 oh man. Uh, you know, we talked, we hit, we hit on social media a little bit, but you know, with what you can do on social media, um, you know, what, where are the, uh, where are the strong points for, you know, promotion using, you know, social media and, and kind of how does that tie in with it as well? I think, uh, at least with Facebook, it's all about the groups. You know, it, it used to be build up a bunch of likes, post cool content, drive sales, really easy. But now, you know, less than 1% of the people who like your page see anything that you post. And since you can't promote it, you know, for, for most companies who can sponsor posts, they just pay 20 bucks and then all the people who like them can see it. But you can't do that if you sell cigars. Yeah. So I, it's all about that personal interaction. You know, you get somebody, you find a popular group. Somebody says, oh, hey, uh, I'm looking for a great full body cigar with a Maduro wrapper for my buddy's wedding or whatever. And you have a conversation with them and you say, oh, hey, these are the cigars I think are great. Well, these are on sale, maybe. And you find a nice way to share the link in an informational way. And then those posts, you know, it, it helps the individual, but also everybody who's reading in on the conversation, you know, it's good content. It's, it, it's, again, it's more what I was talking about where you get, you get involved in creating something that's valuable instead of just trying to shove a message down. Absolutely. Um, I feel like social media is, is a, is a strong tool for promotion. Um, but again, you know, the biggest, the biggest thing is that that paid promotion and, and, uh, stuff like that 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 definitely is a disadvantage also there's there's also talk a lot of people like to say there's always the fear that you know social media will start you know really kicking out um you know cigar people from their platforms which is also always a a threat and a scare um and you know we don't mean any harm we're just we're just here just trying to enjoy our lifestyle together that that's all it is uh we're not we're not trying to harm anyone um we're our own little community. Just, just please, just let us exist. Um, you know, we—that's that, all we ask. Um, I want to hit to our—I want to hit our news really quick um, for the week. Our news segment is brought to you by our good friends at McAuliffe Cigars. McAuliffe Cigars become an ambassador today. If you head over to McAuliffeCigars.com, you can sign up to be an official ambassador, and you can receive your ambassador coin, your ambassador number. And you can also sign up to join the McAuliffe Tasting Passport Program. Um, so head over to McAuliffe Cigars today, uh, McAuliffeCigars.com today. Uh, this week, news from Drew Estate. 
The 2021 exclusive Liga Pravada Unico Serie Pancetta has been announced, and that will be available on October 1st. And it will be available exclusively through Wooden Indian Tobacco Shop in Havertown, Pennsylvania, and Barrister Cigars in Union, New Jersey. Uh, they are the only two retailers that will have the cigar. Uh, if you're a Drew Estate fan, or more specifically if you're a Liga Pravada fan, uh, I would highly recommend picking these up. They are fantastic. They uh, are a four and three quarter by 50 short bellicoso. Uh, and they will be coming in a box of 24. And they will retail at $299 per box or at $12.46 per cigar. Uh, and again, those will be available at Wooden Indian Tobacco Shop and Barrister Cigars beginning October 1st. Um, cool, cool release. Uh, you know, Drew Estate is among um, uh, a good collection of manufacturers who do those one-offs, limiteds, shop exclusives, fun stuff. I mean, I'm a Liga smoker myself. I like the Liga stuff. Uh, you know, and th there's so many different avenues in that Unico series that you know they have all these different things and shop exclusives. And this is a fun one. You know, they got the, uh, like the pork bellies, another one. I think that's an event only. You know, they have the the Liga A. They got all sorts of cool, fun stuff. So this is another one, and it's, and it's always exciting. Um, you know, this is kind of the, I, I, I don't know. I, I had this conversation with Coop recently. It's kind of that cigar geek thing, too, you, when you, like, really get into all the limited editions and you... And you gotta like track them all down. It's like the Opus people, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I'm one of those people too. Um, you know, it's you can't get them all though. Like you it's like Pokemon, you gotta catch them but all. But you can't. You know what I'm saying, it's Travis? Infinite. You know what I'm talking about. You're, you're not, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you gotta catch them all. <laughs> That's why, you know, I just, you can't even keep up with Pete Johnson. He cranks stuff out left and right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just I can't even keep up with it. Uh, it's all good stuff, but yeah, it's it's always uh, it's always finding the next one. It's like Tom Brady says, it's always about the next one. Um, so that's uh, that's our news for the week. Again, the 2021 exclusive Liga Provada Unico Serie Pancetta will be available October 1st. Um, and we just talked a little bit about social media. Um, in terms of, let me go back to this really quick. I'm just pulling my uh, my notes here back up. So, if someone you know, you know, who might be listening or watching, who might be interested in your services, you know, for someone to approach you and say, "Hey, you know, I have a shop. Like, we have a website. It's small, or maybe we don't really have much of a website, but we you know, we want to create a, a website that's not only for the store, but we want to have like an online store." Now, what would you recommend them in, in getting started with that? What, what is the process that one would go through to to begin developing a website for their business? Sure. Uh, you know, a, a lot of it comes down with, you know, where you're at with your current brick and mortar business. Um, you know, people who have lots of inventory and are doing robust sales, you know, they're going to have a leg up, obviously. Uh it's probably a bigger investment than any of the technology or anything is just making sure that you are, have at least access to the inventory that you need in the event that you start generating some actual sales. Right. <laughs> uh, but you know, the, basically the formula is build, start with a really nice website. I mean, it's gotta be good. There's so much competition. If you just, if you just, you know, put out a big list of cigars and say, Hey, good luck finding this stuff. Um, you're not going to get too far. I don't think you're going to get some sales maybe, but you're not going to take a bite out of the big guys. <laughs> right now, you know, so you start with a flawless customer experience, great um, selection, easy to find intuitive, attractive, hopefully with nice, nice graphics, the photos, which are a little lacking currently on <laughs> one of my projects. I keep trying to get the guys on the ground to get that camera going. <laughs> Absolutely. What um, is a cigar is very important. And then, so then once you've got your website, you got to get people to come to it. So you got to make it rank. That's number one, in my opinion. Uh, you know, if you make it rank on Google, you'll always be driving traffic, even if you're not doing anything. You can not post on social for a month, but if you're driving traffic on Google, you're going to have sales. And then, of course, but then w once you're ranking, 
then you want to do all the other stuff, building an email list, uh, you know, an email address of a real cigar smoker who really purchases cigars on a regular basis is incredibly valuable. And they're hard to find. Uh, I, I've talked to a lot of people who have tried to purchase mailing lists. You know, you call up one of these big data mining corporations and you say, hey, uh, I want to buy a list of 50,000 uh, cigar smokers. And what they do is they send you a list of 50,000 people who are, quote, smokers, which 95% of them are cigarette smokers and have right. no interest in your product. So you just wasted a lot of money buying that list. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you about that. You know, everyone always gets, you know, ad emails and or, or junk mail or whatever they might call it in their inbox, um, which, you know, for a lot of consumers is just kind of like, ah, oh, another email. Uh, they don't even read it. Maybe they just delete it right away. But as yeah. someone on your side of the table who's trying to use that as a as a tool, you know how how what would you say the effectness the effectiveness rate is on an email campaign? A well done one to a quality list is probably the second most effective form of marketing out there. I believe um, you can you can really stimulate some sales if you have if you have a quality list with enough people on it and you have a good deal, you're going to sell it. Yeah, I feel like that's one of those things that, you know, I don't usually, and this is just me personally, I'm speaking for myself, I don't usually go off of a lot of emails unless it's um, something in particular that comes out and it's in the subject line and I'm like, oh, okay. But if it's like a flash sale Friday, a lot of times I might just be like, oh, I don't really need anything and I move on from it. Um, but, I'm, but, you know, at the same breath, there's people out there who probably... They buy on a smaller scale than I do. They buy a lot more, you know, singles and onesie twosies, and maybe they do, you know, order more often. So, you're like, a lot of times, like, we buy in bulk, and we're good, and then we're, we're good for a while, and then we buy again later on. And then you have the cigar smoker who, who buys more frequently and obviously in smaller amounts, uh, and maybe that targets them more. Uh, but it's just interesting because there's like a there's a personality trait I feel like when it comes to not even just the email campaigns but any kind of promotion online it's <laughs> getting someone engaged, getting them connected, getting them to click it, open it, follow it. Then after all of that, actually complete the purchase, and which at the end of the day makes all that worthwhile. Um, so I think that that's a, that's an important one. Uh, one of the oh go ahead, were you gonna say something? Yeah, uh, I was gonna say it just it just helps immensely when you have an existing rapport relationship with the customer. You know, uh, when somebody's loyal and you've done them right and they've ordered from you a few times and they've had a great time and they got maybe some free stuff or it came with the Bovita pack or it was fast or whatever they liked about it. You know, now when they see that promotional email from Scotty's, they're gonna they're gonna click it and open it because. Uh, even if they don't buy anything today, they, they want to know what's going on and, and they know that they like you and they know it's going to be quality. So it's one of the reasons, you know, you want to, you want to keep, you know, each, each sale is so valuable because you have the ability to establish that long relationship. Now you talked, you talked a little bit before about being able to, you know, get people's attention, making sure that you get people interested in stuff and, 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 and just kind of, appealing to them and i think that's where your content creation comes in and it's kind of like this i feel like it's a recipe with how often what are you using you know for specific what specifically are you using for you know what's the subject what's the you know product maybe in your case you know what's the product what is it you know is there a special whatever when it comes to content creation you know what is your i would say your biggest strategy that you use when when doing that for a client uh, well, you know, for when it comes for selling content, the, the first thing is really working with the client and making sure that we have something good to promote in the first place. Uh, you know, it's it's hard when the when a, when a client might say something like, "Hey, here's this new brand that my buddy made, and we're going to bring it in and give it a shot." So, uh, but we can't really discount it. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah, we're not giving anything away free. There's no sale. <laughs> right. Uh, nobody's ever heard of it before. So come up with some great selling content, you know, uh, on the flip side of the coin, when, uh, you know, at Scotty's, when we get the Opus shipments in and I send the email to the VIP club, that's like, Hey, Opus is in stock now. 
you know, I, I don't have to work that hard. <laughs> yeah, I know. That sells itself. <laughs> um, so, uh, so, you know, a, a lot of it starts with ha- having a, having a good, a good deal. And then, uh, you know, from there, I think that the best way to make the content is just make it real. I'm a cigar smoker. I buy cigars too sometimes when I don't get get them given to me. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, I like to be real. You know, you, you want to tell people what it is. Why why is it a good cigar and why is it a good deal, basically? Um, you know, get uh, just talk, talk like a real person. Yeah. Be honest, transparent, and uh, I think people respond to it. Absolutely. I, I I agree with that. That's a, that's a really important um, point that you make there right at the end. Um, I do want to reach our top three segment. Yes. Uh, our top three segment is now brought to you by our good friends <laughs> at Room One Hundred One Cigars. Yes. Well, actually, the Room One Hundred One Cigar brand as a whole. Yeah. Uh, it's not just Room One Hundred One Cigars. It's a lifestyle. Room One Hundred One brand offers so many different. Available products and avenues for your enjoyment, um, whether it's cigars, whether it's jewelry or fashion, or maybe it's just a beautiful gin you can make your Negroni with. Room 101 Brands is the place to be. Um, our top three segment, it's a newer segment on the show, um, kind of changes a little bit every week. This week, uh, the topic is movies. Top three movies. Now, as the guest, Travis, I'm going to let you go first. So what would your top three all-time, like, stuck on a desert island, you got to bring three, what are they? I know exactly what they are. I prepped. Number three, these are ranked in order. <laughs> Number three, it speaks to me as a marketing guy and a web builder, the social network. Ah, the interesting choice. Movie. Absolutely love the movie dialogue is incredible the script actors even the music all of it love every bit of it number two is rounders with matt damon oh i love that movie so good pay him i I gamble as a hobby (laughs) (laughs) that's a good one that's a good choice and my all-time number one uh is Kind of an obscure flick. Not a lot of people have seen it. It's called The Big Empty. Came out in about 2003. John Favreau wrote it in Stars. Uh, and Ooh. it's a really weird movie about alien abductions. Really? Or, you love John Favreau. Yeah. So I do like John Favreau. He, like, he's awesome. Loves. Yeah. So I'm surprised you haven't he's seen awesome. that. He's great. He, you like him. <laughs> I will check that out. I do like him. Uh, he doesn't crack my top three, but I do like him a lot. Um Nicole, I'll let you go, and then I'll go last. If you have a top three movies. Oh, I didn't know I was supposed to contribute to the conversation. <laughs> really? How do you not know that? Wow. wow. That's just Nicole being shy. No, because sometimes you do a top three, and you only ask the guest. Well, I just figured maybe we all could input this Why don't you do week. first, and I'll You need time to think about, to it. Think about need, it? Yeah. All right. I'm indecisive. Um, you know, the reason why I even picked this theme is because I was thinking about it this week, because <coughs> it came up. In conversation because I had revisited a movie that I hadn't seen in a while and it reminded me of how much I love it and I said this is definitely got to be in my top three of all time and then I was like oh that would be actually a, a, you know, a good segment on the show um, I don't know if I would put them in any particular order I would just say it's probably three movies that um, probably just to me like I connected with the most because if they had some kind of connection to my personal life um, Having said that, one of them I will give number one because it is my favorite movie of all time, and that is Martin Scorsese's Casino with Robert De Niro, um, Joe Pesci, Sharon Stone. Um, great movie. Um, I like to gamble. Uh, I've had, uh, I've had, fa- I've had family, uh, I've had family connected to uh, to the mob. I've had uh, family who's been attorneys in Las Vegas for some of those people. Um, so I have some connection there. Uh, the movie Almost Famous uh, is, a, is, a, is a deep favorite of mine, and uh, that's actually the one that I revisited this week. Um, just I'm, I'm such a music person, and I love the story, and Cameron Crowe is, an, is another famous, uh, favorite of mine. He's done some really cool stuff, and uh, his story is amazing, and I've always loved that movie. 
And I would probably say that the third one, this one I, I thought about because there's two movies in this category that would round out my top three. And it came down to, I don't even want to say what both of them are. I think I'm just going to go with what the final one is. And I would say it's got to be Moneyball. Uh, and that's obviously with my connection to baseball. Uh, that's another movie that I've always loved uh, being, you know, uh, close to Major League Baseball growing up and, you know, you know, such a fan of the game. Um, that That's a movie I've always loved. I always found the, the – and that's a true story based on a true story. And the concept of Moneyball just being so uh, interesting. In the, and, and it's not so much from the point of view of the players, which, you know, a lot of times you see a baseball movie, it's about the players or whatever. It's, it's from the point of view of the front office and how the teams are made and – and you know, trying to make them successful by you know, using algorithms and stuff that that was new at the time. You know, for Billy Bean uh, with the Oakland Athletics, and I've always loved that movie too. I would say those are my top three. Okay, so now that I've had some time to process and think about it, I'm just ranking mine by movies that I could watch over and over and over again, and that I never get sick of. I would say and those three movies. I'd say the same for. Okay. Yeah. So I don't have any emotional connection, but I love them can watch them endlessly um mr and mrs smith i really like that's a good one i i like that one Mm -hmm. um the original judge dread the original i love that movie don't know why love it (laughs) and um a night at the roxbury (laughs) you know what i I know it's stupid but i love it and i could watch it over and over and over again (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't I shouldn't be too surprised because you shouldn't. <laughs> earlier in our relationship in the beginning she'd make references to it all the time. I can quote that movie like line for line. Oh, <laughs> uh, what's your favorite quote in that movie? I just snozzled you, my friend. Oh, wow. <laughs> See? I knew that you had something in you. Uh, anyway. You can come up with the top 3. See, there you go. I can, but I needed a minute. Sometimes you get to put sometimes you have to put your fellow host in the hot seat because <laughs> it just makes it interesting, you know. It can't always be the guest. Why should they have to be in the hot seat all the time? Then you got to give them a break, let them breathe, you know. Travis got to take a breath, get some water, mentally reset, you know. I got to give him that break, you know, he's the guest. <laughs> okay. Got to put it on you for a little bit. All and right. John's not here, and normally John would John's a chatterbox. John would just really run with that. Um <laughs> It would be great. Um, you know, so Travis, getting back to you now, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, kind of what it is you do and your strategies on, on multiple fronts of cigar marketing and media. Um, but, you know, let's talk about you as we end out the show just a little bit. How long have you been a cigar smoker? Uh, I started smoking shortly after I started working in the cigar business, <laughs> which was uh, 2006. Oh, nice, nice, nice. I mean, so you've been smoking for a good amount of time, I would say. Yeah. Uh, what got you into cigar smoking in the first place? Well, working in the cigar industry. <laughs> Had to try it, right? Yeah, but I mean, was it, you know, being a non-smoker, you know, was it just the curiosity or did someone just be like, you got to smoke this because you just have to know what we're all about? Was it forced uh, I mean, on you or that's kind of what I was going would, for? It would have been forced on me, but I was willing. You know, everybody was like, look, you got to try You got to try some. Start with this. The first one was an acid blondie, you know, of course. Um, and then, the, and then the the first, uh, you know, traditional non-flavored cigar was a Perdomo house brand that we had, you know, you know, kind of on the mild side. Nice. We're easy into it. And yeah, I took to it right away. So it wasn't was, like you were forced really into it. You were kind of, no. you were willing. So. Uh... Yes. Yeah. I, I wanted to try. I was very curious. Uh, I've been talking to these people on the phone for a couple of months, and they've been saying all these. You know, oh, I gotta have this, and oh, this wrapper, so great, and I'm like, man, what's the difference? Yeah, what is this hubbub about? I just gotta know. But before <laughs> so, working yeah. in the industry, you never really had any cigar experience. Zero. Yeah, interesting, very interesting. Now, if you were to leave the cigar business tomorrow, and you were to go, you know, I mean, you still do stuff with like web and all that, but maybe like you go into like pharmaceuticals, nowhere near the cigar industry. Um. I assume you'd, you'd still be in love with cigars. You'd still keep that oh, with of you. Course. Uh, what has been the best part outside of what you do for the industry? What has been your favorite part of just your whole cigar journey in your career in the cigar industry so far? What was like the number one thing or the biggest thing that your biggest takeaway from it so far? That's a hard question. <laughs> or maybe um, I'll make it a little easier for you. 
What was like your your most exciting moment? I would say that was cigar related. Exciting moment that was cigar related. Maybe someone you met. Maybe a uh, maybe a certain cigar you were able to you know obtain through whatever. I, something... I guess I would I would have to say this is actually easy. The time that I got a cigar named after me that was Ooh. awesome. Ooh, I didn't know about that. Tell me a little more about there, that. There is a Lord cigar. Uh, about maybe 2012 or so. Okay. Uh, I was I was working with Scotty up in Albany for PipesAndCigars.com, and I had brought in this new boutique brand called Paul Stulak, and we uh, were selling them. They they were going like crazy. Uh, I I wrote up some emails, sent them out through the list, put them up on the website, and they started flying we had bought what i thought was a pretty big order it was gone in a few weeks reordering but uh the smallest ring ring gauge was 54 you know it's 54 in them and i'm, I'm a lonsdale guy uh, I, you know i smoke all the sizes but my my favorite is that you know five and a half by 46 that's really the my sweet spot yeah so so i i called paul and i was like man you know i love your cigars they're selling great, but what if, you know, could we do, uh, you know, could we make a Lonsdale? Could we make the same blend in a Lonsdale? So he said, and you guys are selling so good, uh, you know, let's let's talk numbers and, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. And we, we came up with a number of boxes. And uh, so so Paul and I went back and forth for a few weeks trying to name it. And all, all his cigars had names like Ghost and Phantom. You know, those were the Vitola names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I was throwing out uh, a million different ones like that, you know, the zombie or whatever. And, and finally, Paul's like, you're missing the obvious here. Trey. <laughs> <laughs> We're calling it the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, uh, I, I sort of lost touch with Paul. Uh, I, I know he's still making cigars, uh, but I don't think the Lord is in regular production anymore. There's still a few out there. I have a couple left. <laughs> ah, that's really cool, you know. And uh, yeah, I, <clears throat> there's a lot of people who always like to ask that question, like, "Hey, like, can I get a cigar made after me or whatever?" And the re- the answer to that question is really anyone could get a cigar made if they really wanted to. Uh, you know, you you found the right yeah. manufacturer, you found you know, someone who can get you in touch with the manufacturer, uh, and uh, you know, whatever it is, it sometimes. I, I've had these conversations with people who say, well, you have to have a minimum of like, you know, 200, you got to buy 200 bundles. Or some people will be like, I'll do like a small batch for you, whatever, but it's like a one-time thing and it's real basic. Uh, but yeah, the answer, the short answer is yes. You know, if you're at home and you're just, you know, a regular consumer and you just like to s- smoke cigars and, and, you know, watch the shows and hang out and go to shops, you can get your own banded cigar. Um, it's just kind of, getting in touch with the manufacturer and getting getting that and then possibly putting some money up front uh depending on how you go about it um so th- it's never it's never impossible to have your own cigar um as travis can attest to because he's, he's had a ton um yeah, it, it was exclusive for pipes and cigars for a while but then paul took it uh, regular production for everybody yeah yeah it's it's always cool you know when, when you see uh when you see stuff like that uh so you know as we round out the show here we get we kind of get ready to wrap up um you know i i want to thank you for coming on and thank you for uh, a different kind of uh, conversation that um we usually don't have but i think it's an important one and um and what you do for the industry i think is very important and um i thank you just on you know being a member of the industry and knowing what it takes um to to do what you do it's 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 hard work it's a lot of work so um hats off to you for that um, but Thanks. before but before we let you go, uh, and stay with us after we'll we'll talk to you uh, in the green room off the air. Um, before we let you go, we wanted to uh, open the floor up to you to make any uh, final statements or anything you wanted to promote or uh, maybe tell people you know, how they can get in touch with you if they you know wanted to to talk to you about anything uh, that they might want to hire you for. Sure. Well, certainly want, I want to start off by uh, promoting my biggest client, uh, Scotty's Cigars. That's scottyscigars.com. This uh, website is owned by Scott Bendit, uh, the previous owner of pipesandcigars.com. He sold his old company to Cigars International, and then he uh, has launched a new. 
So uh, we're operating out of his uh, nice, beautiful shop in Albany, New York. Uh, he has a massive inventory of terrific cigars, great staff, and we do everything that we can to make it just like walking in there. Uh, you know, I do the web the web uh, experience, and uh, the manager Alex and Kara, they take care of the customers. You would not believe the things that we do for each individual package, Bovita packs, samplers in in boxes to prevent from getting smashed. We got some pictures from customers of just destroyed UPS boxes, cigars, oh. perfect. <laughs> oh yeah, I've seen it too. It's some of that stuff just gets destroyed and it's sad. So it, it's new. We have. Uh, we do auctions. We do uh, free fall things like CI does. Um, uh, you can name your own price. We have a whole section. You can buy singles of anything in the inventory. And the more you buy it, the bigger discount you get, which is uh, really fun for people building their own samplers. And we have an awesome uh, VIP club. It sort of functions like a, like a cigar of the month club but for people who uh, have a little bit more of an idea of what they want. Costs 39 bucks a month. We kick you off with a $50 shopping credit. And you get that every time. Every time you pay 39 you get 50 to spend. And then you get uh, access to limited edition products in the VIP-only store. And you get discounted pricing on almost everything else that we carry. Right. So that... Uh, I really want everybody to check that out. And, of course, buy our house cigars, uh, Francisco's. Uh, rolled right in the shop. Outstanding. My second favorite cigar. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but they are they are absolutely fantastic and can't beat it for the money. Uh, what else was I supposed to talk about? <laughs> I don't oh, think I've, gotten, I've never gotten that question back yeah. before. <laughs> uh, anything else you'd like to promote? Uh, yes, if you want to get in touch with me, my website is travislord.com. Absolutely, guys. Make sure you check that out, uh, especially if you if you do need any kind of you know marketing, web design, um, anything like that you need. Travis is your guy. He's got the experience, especially if it's cigar-related. He's got the experience. He knows what he's doing. Duh. I handle uh, some non-cigar people, too. <laughs> oh, you do? You do do non-cigar as well? Yes. That's good. Uh, one of my biggest clients ever, um, not current uh, because he sold for millions of dollars, <laughs> but I, I uh, did some very heavy work in the food delivery industry, uh, basically like uh, a mom and pop version of Uber Eats. Oh, really? Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, F Fascinating. Cool. I was under non-compete uh, for the first little bit of my freelance work, so I, I had to uh, find some non-cigar people, <laughs> and this was the big one. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. That's, that's some cool stuff. Um, well, next week we have um, Abe Flores from PDR Cigars coming on with us. Yes. Uh, and then next Saturday, uh, there is two shows that yes. will be happening at Smoking Tobacco. It's going to be a three. There's three episodes next week with Smoking Tobacco. So first up at 3 p.m. Eastern, the great Jeremiah Mirafell will be joining us, and we will be talking about. Uh, tobaccos and it's more specifically a lot of uh, Cameroon tobaccos as yep. they're known for uh, in the Mirafell family. Um, and then later that evening, once again, it's time for the Spare Note series. Spare Note series number seven with myself and William Cooper from CigarCoop.com. And um, it'll be, once again, a laundry list of topics, some of which are got Coop fired up and he needs to vent them out, as we always do. Uh, me kind of getting them going and then going from there and, and entertaining the crowd. Um, so don't miss those episodes. It's going to be great. We have a long list of guests coming up um, almost through the end of the year now at this point. Um, and I'll, I'll name some of those. We have Christian Arobo coming on. we got Tom Lazuka coming on. Nick Perdomo joins us once again. Matt Booth will be making his return to the Smoking Tobacco Show um in november scott pierce scott pierce from the pca yeah. will be with us at the end of the month so we'll be talking about pca legislation uh maybe some post trade show stuff with scott directly and what we can expect for next year all that kind of fun stuff if you have questions um 
for any of our guests, as always, DM us. But I know that there's probably going to be a lot of people with questions for Scott uh, when it comes to PCA. <laughs> there's always people with a lot of questions for PCA. Uh, so don't don't hesitate to, to message us, email us. You can email me at matthewsmokeytobacco.com. Any questions you ever have for any of us or our guests coming on the show, please don't hesitate to ask. Um, Nicole? Thank you again for being here with me. I feel like I never say that, and I should. So thank you for being here with me. It's such a pleasure. You're welcome. To being here next <laughs> to you every night. Um, and with that, guys, don't forget, like, subscribe, follow us on every platform. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening at home, and we will see you next week. Thank you. Bye.